You are listening to the Ask in America podcast on MX Vice. Welcome to episode five of the Anstey in America podcast. We're back after a very, very, very long time away. This podcast was dead for quite a while, but we decided to bring it back because Max has a new life, a new team, a new bike, a new state, a new training facility, a new house, a new child on the way. <laughs> lots, of, lots of new things going on. So it's worthy of a podcast. And why not the Anstey in America podcast of all podcasts? I'm Lewis Phillips, your host, as always, and with me is the Max Anstey. How, how's life? Life's great. Nice to be in the same room. It's, um, you know, it's been a, a long couple of years where um, we were yeah, living in California and no one was able to come out and visit. And yeah, we literally did two years in that house in, in California and literally no, no one came out. So, so it's definitely nice um, that... Things are looking up in the world. Um, and Supercross is going to be somewhat back to normal. And in 10 days, we've got Anaheim. Nice to be, um, yeah, nice to be in the same room as some other English people, to be honest. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, really looking forward to Anaheim. It's, it's, been, it's been mega, like moving over here to Florida. It's been great. So I, uh, yeah, can't wait. Part of the reason this podcast stopped a little bit. Last, one, last time we did one was the beginning of September. Part of the reason it stops a little bit is because it got very awkward because you couldn't talk about what you were doing in 2022, which meant that we basically had to do a podcast that was lying to people, which just feels a bit weird and like it's just an awkward conversation. So like, like how do you even do that? So now that we can actually talk about it, we need to go back in time a little bit. So you're riding for Rocky Mountain ATV, MC, KTM, WPS now. Very nice, great team. You you done really well to actually get the whole team. Well, I know out you because, probably don't know it, well, so I should. Every time, every, every time I'm every time I'm trying to, uh, to to relay it, when we did that media day in Anaheim, it literally takes me about three to five times to do the Rocky Mountain RMATV MC WPS KTM team. I'm I'm pretty sure I got it right within one way or another, but but yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you done you done well. You done real well. Thank you. That's why I'm here. So you are riding for Rocky Mountain now. It's a great step in the right direction. It's a step up. I can, it's a step up. I can say it. It's fine. It's a step up. It's a step in the right direction. Very similar to Standing Construct in many ways. It's not a factory team, but it's pretty much the closest you can get to a factory team without being a factory team. Just talk about how that deal came about, how it happened, who made the first move, how easy it was to get it done, when it got done, and all of that. All of, all of that good stuff. Wow, it um, feels like a feels like a while ago now. I've got to remember. <laughs> um, it yeah, like honestly, like you're saying, being a being a step in the right direction. I I first thing I've got to say is the guys, the whole crew of people. Um, it is definitely like I feel like I'm a I feel like I'm a real American. Um, on an American team getting ready to do real work in Supercross. You know, like our, our trainer, top-level guy you've worked with, you know, a lot of... He's worked at Alden Baker's place. He's worked Seth with... Seth Rarick, he has a name. Yeah, Seth Rarick. He's worked with... Um, <laughs> worked with... Uh, worked with Baker, worked with Swanepoel over at Star, and, and like, man, it's, it's definitely um, been cool to be on that program. 
Um, and then down to all of the, the, the crew. Yeah, being able to just work and test as much as we have recently to, to, to really feel as comfortable as you can. Of course, going into Anaheim 1, everyone thinks they're good and, and we'll see what happens in, in 10 days' time. And, you know, I'm, I'm also realistic. I've, it's my going to be my first time racing Anaheim for, for a very long time since I was a kid. And going into a full season um, of of normal Supercross, um, so of course there's still a lot to a lot a lot to learn. But um, but no, the the deal. So so how it all kind of came about was in actually in 2020, um, in 2020 outdoors, I got the opportunity to to come to the 83 compound. Well, actually, Hunter and Jet, the, the race before, I can't remember where it was, but Hunter and Jet were like. Look, just come out and ride with us before the WW Ranch National in uh, in Jacksonville, which is in Florida. So I was like, "All right, sweet, we'll we'll make that happen." You know, I'd I'd seen you know little bits and pieces of the eighty three compound on uh, on Instagram and, and whatever. And honestly, I showed up at the place and it just blew my mind. Like I I remember saying to my mate, saying to my dad, saying to whoever, I was like, literally, if I won the lottery, I couldn't make a better place like it is the perfect or the most amazing high top level place to go and perform at the the top level of what we have to do like you cannot get any better than than that compound um for 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 doing what we do um here in america so that kind of got my my wheels turned actually i finished riding that day in uh in 2020 and um and i was actually on the phone to to my wife's uh stepdad john and and uh and little brother jack and they're like oh yeah ethan lane um i train with him um yeah get his here's his dad's phone number call his dad and just say just say thanks you know for for letting you come ride the track so i was like oh sweet mega so i, I phoned mark up who, who owns the 83 compound now he was in spain at the time just to say, you know, thanks, it was an amazing place and whatever. And, and he turned around to me and goes, oh, what do you think we should do? Do you think Ethan should, should race a European championship or, or come to America or, you know, what, what do you think? And I was like, mate, you, people would give their right arm to ride and to, to be able to just be around the people that are at the 83 compound, to just be there and be in that environment is literally a once in a lifetime opportunity for myself, for me, and yet I'm, I, I've, I'm a good GP rider or was a good GP rider. You know, it, it's like it is unreal. And he went, "All oh, right, cool." Anyway, two weeks later, he calls me up. Yeah, all right, yeah, we moved. The whole family have moved over. <laughs> so, so, um, so, so that was that. And and then we just kept in touch, and and the cogs started turning, and and at the end of. But as the 2021 season um, was was going on, you know, I, I did everything in my power, every single thing. And there's a lot of crap behind the the scenes with, you know, what could and couldn't happen with managers and couldn't have and could have and this and that and blah di da di da. But honestly, the only goal that I had in my head was. I have to be able to be there to train at that facility to, to elevate my level. You know, you know, for me, 
that there's one thing about about you know going to a to a new team and a new bike to to get results, but there's also the other part of it is is me. I want to to always learn, to always grow, to always be better, and to train with uh, Cooper Webb, Hunter Lawrence, Jet Lawrence, um, my teammates Shane McElrath and uh, Joey Savaggi when, when he comes right. Yeah, okay, and there, and there's a there's a few other yeah, Jack Chambers, and um, I, I, like literally being around the 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 top level guys and the Supercross champion, obviously of of last year. Every day I'm out of the track, I'm learning something new. Every day I'm seeing something. I'm I'm being fast tracked. I'm like on a fast track driving course. You know, when you do that five day driving course where you like you know, do everything in five days. Well, that's kind of what I feel like I'm doing this off season. I'm literally just every single day out there learning and, and making the most of it. It's not like you were a mess before. Like you make it like you were say you're on a five day driving course thing. Like you weren't a complete imbecile before this. Yeah, I know. But this, this course is making me, uh, do you feel like you were an imbecile before this? No, I just didn't come here to, to make up the noise. Am I allowed to say imbecile? Yeah. Okay. Didn't yeah. know if that was offensive. Sorry to anyone I offended. I don't think that. I don't think that's imbecile. No. So, anyway, I'm saying someone's an idiot. But no. Um. <laughs> but um. But no. Like no. Of course. I just. Yeah. No. What you're you're getting it. But what I'm trying to say is that I wanted to improve myself. I want to keep pushing myself and and being around the best guys in the world and surrounding yourself with with those people is is how it's going to work. And and one thing led to another. I. You know, Mark and, and Forrest, Forrest Butler, who, who, who is the, uh, or was the, the, the main guy at the Rocky Mountain team, the, the RM ATV KTM team. Um, you know, Mark and, and him are, are now partners in the team. So, so for me, it, it was just doing everything I possibly could to be in that environment, get the, the equipment that is, same as my teammates, that's literally the, the, the top level that I can have, have every opportunity to now go into this 2022 season and, and perform, you know, and yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was looking to say is, yeah, I mean, you can say, yeah, I wasn't an imbecile before riding around Supercross track. It was, yeah, no, okay, fair enough. But I'm now preparing and in an environment that's going to allow me to go and perform. It's, it's definitely more business. We're, we're going there, which is what I want. I, I want to be, I want to be in the race. I want to be up there. I don't want to be, you know, happy with just making mains. Of course, I know it's, it's, it's you know, it's a hard championship and, and these races are tough and there's so many good guys out there. You know, I'm, I'm not silly. But, you know, last year, the good, yeah, like we made mains and, and I learned. But this year coming in, I, I want to be in the race. You know, I, I want to just learn every week, get better and better. But I want to be, I want to be solid. I want to be up there. So honestly, yeah, having, having that opportunity and making it happen, like you talk about making it happen, I, I made this deal happen. There was many nights and, and conversations that were, were like, you know, I, I've got to, they were difficult ones. I've got to do whatever I could to make this happen. We, I'd only lived in California, literally the last two years. And, and then be, before that, when, when I was younger, Spent a lot of time in California, but never, never been to Florida really. So, so now, you know, we, we, 
we got a house, we rented a house over here, all of this stuff without even viewing it, without even seeing it, moved over to Florida and it's all worked out really, really well. And, and the off season so far is, yeah, it's, it's all going in the right direction, but it, it's definitely, um, was definitely something that I just felt so strongly about being around the, the, the best of the best guys that's going to raise my level on all aspects, whether it's me personally with, with, you know, learning how to do different things on the track to the bike, the team, everything, suspension, engine, training with, like with Seth, you know, all of that stuff is, is definitely, um, is definitely a positive. So no, I'm, I'm really happy with how it's all worked out and, and really looking forward to going and, and performing my best. And, and at the end of the day, of course, yeah, everyone says to me, oh, I bet you're looking forward to outdoors and this and that on, on that bike because, you know, I'm used to a KTM and, and whatever, but from, from being back in Europe. But the thing is, there's, there's how many rounds of Supercross? 17? Yeah, 17. Yeah, there's 17 rounds of Supercross. Job number one is, is go and perform at Super. I don't just want to be an outdoor guy. I'm, I'm here to race Supercross. That's, that's what I'm, uh, I'm here to do. So, yeah, we're one step at a time, but definitely um, really, really pleased with, with how it's all worked out. How much of the... Um... How much stuff does actually transfer over from standing construct days? Like when you first got on a bike, was it like plug and play a little bit with some things from standing construct? Or is it like a new, is it like you've never ridden a KTM before? Or did things feel, did you, could you already go, because I presume you started riding on an outdoor track, not a supercross track. Could you go, okay, I like this. I like this. I want this. I want this. Um, <laughs> the front brake and the clutch felt so nice. And the throttle, oh, it's so light. And the gearbox. God, I can change gear with like my little toe if I wanted to. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, you could start a bike with a button. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, you still, literally the other day, I was, we were on the start. I was doing starts with, with Webb and with some other boys. I can't even remember who we were all doing starts with, but I literally went to go and grab the kickstart and there was, there was one. everyone started pissing themselves. They all started laughing. So, yeah. Um, no, it, so... It's different. I know, to answer your question, from could I transfer things from the standing construct days? Not really, because in MXGP, the factory frame that we had on the, this, this bike, obviously I'm on the, make it clear to everyone listening, I'm on the, what bike am I on? The 2021 bike, the old, 2022 the, bike. Yeah, you're, I'm not on the Cooper Webb new bike, whatever. Previous whatever. era. Yeah, bike. we don't know for outdoors, um, for outdoors, it could switch, but yeah, I'm on the same bike as what I was essentially for, for standing construct. But in Europe, in GPs, the, uh, we had factory frame, which was different, which was definitely really, really good for outdoors, way better for outdoors, bigger, all of this stuff. But there's a few different rules over here with homologation and all of this stuff that they can't do, or they couldn't use that or this or that or whatever. But that setup didn't work for Supercross anyway. So everything on, on, my bike is, is from there four or five years of, of work with this bike on Supercross. This bike in America is made for Supercross. So, so no, the, the, the frame is different, all of that. And engine suspension is, is way different because suspension's set up for Supercross. Engine is... Engine, I suppose when I did engine testing, there was certain things that from my testing days at Standing Construct, I knew what kind of direction I wanted to feel, you know, and rideability. But, but to be honest, no, a majority of everything is, is new, but in a weird way, 
it feels, it felt comfortable straight away. Like even riding outdoors for the first two days that I did, yeah, the, the bike felt really nice. Like it, um, we were only riding on a stock bike actually for the first two days of outdoor riding. And, and you know, a stock KTM is, is mega. Like if you're going to go and buy a bike, you can go and buy a KTM. It's, it's yeah, there's, you can't really, yeah, okay, you can make the bike a bit better for, for the factory guys, but geez, it, it, was, it was really good straight away. And, and that's, that's kind of how it was. Even when I rode for, for Ice One, like the first two days of testing, we rode a complete bone stock bike. That was on Factory Husky back in, back in Europe. And, and the goal was, I remember the team saying to me was, whatever we do, we make the bike better from here because the level is already so high at stock, on a stock bike. So yeah, so, so that's, yeah, that's, kind of, that's kind of how it is. Do you actually um, care that you're not on a new bike? Like, I think for you, this is actually better because, yeah. okay, you're on a solid team now, you're on a solid program, like you've worked two years to get to this point. I feel like it would almost be worse for you if you were jumping on this team and had to figure out an all new bike that no one has any data on, no one knows how it works. Like you've got five years of data to go off of with this bike. You rode something similar at Standing Construct. Like, yeah. I feel like this is the best place for this is the best bike for you to start with this team on. Obviously, you're going to get on a new bike eventually, but I think yeah. it's a lot better for you heading into Anaheim One to be on this bike that won a Supercross Championship last year. So it's not exactly like a disaster. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, yeah, it's a championship. It's the Supercross championship winning bike from, from this year, from 2021. So definitely, uh, I think it's, it's a benefit for me because, and for the team, because they've got obviously the experience with, with this bike and this setup. They've, there's a few different things like, um, like KTM used to do the factory services thing, which was kind of like the last few years which I know you can explain a little bit more about that because I'm, I'm not really how, how that works. But the way that the, the team now have the experience from all of that and we can do kind of our own stuff with the engine, with the suspension, I really think is a benefit. And, and I've got, you know, great people around me to, to, to figure all that stuff out. So we're, we're, you know, 95% there, but you never know. We'll go to the first race and I'm sure there'll be little bits and pieces and little tricks and, and whatever. But, but yeah, it's, I think for me, it's a good thing riding the old bike, definitely in Supercross because yeah, there's no, there's no question mark. We know it, can, it won the championship. So it's just figuring out how to make it work and then um, you know, it, or make it comfortable for myself or make it work for me. And then, uh, and then yeah, when we, when we do get to the new bike, whether that's for outdoors or not, we're, we're not even sure. Then yeah, I mean, I'll be, I'll be more comfortable switching bikes if I had to for outdoors. Um, because I, I know more of, of what I want to feel. I've got just a lot more experience in outdoors. But, um, but yeah, either way, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll cross that bridge when it comes. We should actually say you signed for Rocky Mountain, but you did have interest from five teams? Four to five teams? Four, definitely. Five, like, you were a right little busy little bee, weren't you, in the off-season? <laughs> Phone was ringing off the hook. Yeah, well, I, no, I, I mean... Oh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> like, but, so, yeah, like little, so, like, yeah. Well, no, at the end of the day, like, no, of course, we, the the goal, the goal with with the Suzuki was to to put myself on a map here in America and 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 to 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 raise, you know, you know, do the best job that I could, and and I did, and um, I'm pleased that it was, 
it was it was seen and yeah i'm definitely um but no yeah like this whole place and where i'm at right now is is literally i couldn't this was what i wanted all along yeah real talk when you're on a suzuki for two years we all <laughs> knew that there was a reason if you were struggling there was always something to point to in that way <laughs> now it's kind of like you say it's more business because you have got everything you need you've got everything you need some people would say that's more pressure but i'd imagine that's also quite a good thing because you've got no guessing games you've got no doubts you've got you actually know that you've got everything you could possibly want to do the job so that actually gives you more confidence heading into the season because you're like okay i'm doing things properly like you don't have to sit lay in bed at night second guessing things yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's the way you look at it. At, at the end of the day, like I said, I didn't come halfway around the world, you know, leave everyone, sacrifice pretty much everything. Me and my wife traveled halfway around the world just to go and race, me to go and race. It, I'm, not, I'm not here just to, just to get by and, and you know, just, yeah, just get by. At the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm here to perform and that's what I want to do. So, you know, every, every step that I make is to be on the podium or to, to, to be a contender for, you know, whether that's, you know, top tens to start with, top fives, get on the podium, win a race, win a championship. At the end of the day, that's the goal, whether it was in MXGP or whether it was, it, it was here, whether it is here in America. So, oh, I'll just kick the table. So, so yeah, it, it's definitely, um, no, I, I mean, I think it's, it's more, it's more what I'm used to, I, I guess, you know, I, I, I'm trained to perform. I'm not, I'm not trained to just, I, I know, I know what you mean. I guess it's the way you look. Make at it sound it. like you're a dog in a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were bred, you were yeah. bred to be a, to, to be a bright little pedigree pup. Yeah, no, but there, there's, there is, a di- there's differences in there. Like, like. I, I like you said. Some people perform better when the. Okay, let, let's rewind. Let's go back in time to 2015, 14, 15. Right. So I rode for Steve Dixon's team. Right. And it's like a firework. It was like bonfire night. Yeah. So on Dixon's team, the the vibe or the like the general thing was, oh the the bike. I mean, don't get me wrong. Steve built an amazing bike. But the the whole mo or whatever everyone said in the pits was oh the bike's probably going to blow up and it's a bit of a mess with travel and a bit of a shit show with this or with that or whatever so so it it kind of took the pressure off in a way and I got a lot of good results I did really really well um, won some races and it kind of got my foot in the door to to be a podium and, and race winner in the two fifty class well then switch to I remember going to ride for Jackie Martins a year after on Factory Husky. And yeah, there was more pressure, especially when the results didn't come straight away. But then when they do come and you start figuring it out, and then, and then in 17 and 18 with Ice One and 19 with Standing Construct, winning races and being there each week, then it becomes normal that you have to perform and, and that you then trust yourself that you know what you're doing and... and you know, you, you, you're just doing the best job that you can. So, so yeah, like I, I can see both sides of both sides of it, but no, nah, for me, I'm, 
you know, I'm in, a, I'm in a really good spot where, where I'm at right now. I've got a great team and, and good teammates too, like Joey Savaggi and Shane McElrath, like both of those guys, multiple race winners in, in the 250 class, solid, solid guys. So again, learning off of them, it's, it's different. Very, very American, very, very different, but, but really good. So one of the biggest uh, advantages of this team, this 83 compound thing, is you get to ride with Cooper Webb every time that he's in Florida, which is obviously a lot of the off-season. How's that been? Because obviously, like, there's no better guy to ride with in a week because he is the champion, but that also means that you're comparing yourself against the champion every day. Oh, it's so, mega. It's, um, how, have you stacked, how, have, how have you stacked up? Like, have you gotten closer to him since... October or whenever it was you started riding together. Yeah, all right. All right. So, so, so the first thing, um, literally, we, we got our house and we didn't even realize, but our house is like half a mile away from his house. So when I first came over here, he was actually in California. And I don't even know if he knows this. <laughs> the trainer, the team trainer, um, Seth, was living at his house. And I had to go round to Cooper Webb's house in his house when he wasn't there to do yoga, which is quite funny. So I thought that was quite... Did you steal any medals or... Uh, no, I... Bonus money line. I didn't around? actually see... I didn't know. I, I just went in the living room and that was it. But, but you know, still, it, it's, been, it's been really cool to, to be around the guys. I, I went cycling with him um, and Michael Byrne and, and Seth, uh, you know, not that long ago. I've been doing some stuff in the gym. Like, like there's a gym at the 83 compound. So whether we're in there after riding or before riding, we're all in there together. You know, whether that's Hunter Jet, you know, there's things to learn from all of the guys. Even doing starts yesterday, we were doing starts together. Like I said about that fast track driving course, that's what I. That's kind of the the easiest way to explain it is because, like, we're doing starts, and you might think your bike's great at doing starts when you do them on your own and you're riding around completely on your own. But then when you get to the race, you're like, oh shit, like it's way it's not good enough, or this is crap, or whatever. So now, from exact like going back to your point of how, how much progress have I made since I started riding the first, 2nd of November. So I actually had a good amount of time off after the outdoors because, because I had had a full, you know, since I came back racing Supercross, I had half the Supercross and a full outdoor season. It was quite good to have that time off because we know for sure that it's, uh, it's a long season coming up. Got started on the bike in November. And, and to be honest, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I was struggling on Supercross. Not, not on Supercross. Let's rephrase that. I wouldn't say I was struggling. I wouldn't say that I would have struggled on normal Supercross track. But these, track of the, these tracks at the 83 compound are literally gnarly. Like, that's the only American expression that I can use. They are everything's fucking massive. It's steep. It's sick. Like the, the whoops are massive. I remember the first day I hit the whoops, I literally thought I was going into Grand Canyons. But now I'm kind of getting used to it. Whereas last year training at State Fair and Lake Elsinore and, and the local practice tracks in California, they, it was just real basic. Whereas these tracks are really intense. They are built for Cooper Webb, who is the champ. So he obviously has like super hard and... and and really good training facility so, and tracks. So, so, yeah, like the starting point for me was definitely, I, I definitely had to take a breath and control myself at times and, and 
man, even doing three laps on the Supercross track, I was literally gassed. Another American term. Um, I was, I like, it, it's one of those where, where, like, it, it's definitely a process and getting the laps in. And each week I'm making big, big steps and, and big progress. So, yeah, no, to start with, man, like, I was, I was a, a fair amount off. And now I'm getting there. I'm getting closer. I mean, it, it's kind of hard because when you go to a track, usually you're always like, oh, you want to be the best one there. Well, it's kind of hard to be the best one there when, when there's a number one plate guy with a red background literally riding around with you. And, mate, he's solid. Like, he's riding really, really well. Some of the things, you know, like I said, every day I'm learning stuff. I'm like, man, I didn't even think of that. Like, how did he even... How, did he, how does he even do that? Or didn't, I didn't even think that that was a thing. And usually I'm pretty good at that sort of stuff. So, so no, definitely, definitely making progress. Um, but like I said, it, it's not just him. Hunter, Jet, like Jet, man, he, he rides really, really well. Like his whoop technique and speed is, is phenomenal, especially for a, on a 250. So fast. So, and my teammate Shane, like he... To get into the track for for like practice, man, these boys literally do like three laps and they're going so quick straight away. That's something that I, again, thought I wasn't too bad at. But, you know, coming from Europe, I definitely think that you, it's still, as much as I tell myself to try and get into it fast, it still takes me longer than it does for them to to get into it. And, and they are definitely like with raw speed straight away when the track's flat. Man, they, they are literally, they can put it down. When it gets bumpier and it gets more technical and it's like a 20-minute a race, a 20-minute moto, then, then I, I settle in pretty well. But, but, you know, my speed, you know, going back to that, I'm not saying that my speed's bad because it's not. I've really stepped up and, and got better and better and better. It's just been a, been a learning process of all of it. And, and I actually feel pretty good. Like I'm, I'm definitely um, in a good spot. Again, though, it's... it's it's a long season. You've got to learn, again, riding with all these top-level guys, it's easy to step over the line or see where the line is and go, oh, man, I, I, I need to be two seconds faster. But you're already on your limit, and it's like, it's okay to, to you know, do the best that you can. Like, there was, I mean, pretty much every day. I mean, I, I've had some good days here recently, but probably for the last... Yeah, I mean, what's it been? Six, how many weeks have I been riding now? Six, seven, seven weeks, eight weeks, maybe. Seven weeks, probably six weeks of those, I left the track going, fuck me, I need to be faster. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a process. Could you do, were you good at the whole, like, getting into it in GPs? Like, in free practice at GPs? I guess it's different because you don't really need to. But, like, in free practice in GPs, could you switch it on and go immediately there? Or is, yeah. it, like, is it just a Supercross thing, or has that always been your kind of, like, MO? Yeah, tracks in GPs, are, it's, it's, it's so different. It's so easy. It's not... Um, like even Bud's Creek for the National, like in practice there, can you, do you roll out onto the track and then you're straight away, you can flick it on and go? Or does it I, take you time then to like ease into it and stuff? I could now, not a problem because I know the track. The, the majority of the outdoor tracks, see, they, they stay the same. So same in GPs, you go to Czech Republic, it's the same. I could go there next year and it would be 99% identical. So you know where to go fast. Like you could go fast on the third lap. Um, but Supercross, because it's, the tracks are new, 
obviously like not when you're riding the same practice tracks, but but we have two two really good tracks here and there's a couple of others that we've been to. And there's a lot of combinations, a lot of things to think about, different ways to go through the whoops, different rhythm sections to jump. Like it's piecing and connecting all of that together, plus actually trying to go fast around the corners whilst doing all that is a lot easier said than done. So yeah, the uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm right there now. It's it's been a process, but you know, one that I, I already knew, I expected it to be like that. And at the end of the day, that's the whole reason why I'm here. I'm here to to learn all of that stuff. If if I was riding around on my own or in Southern California with you know, without these these top guys just at the local tracks, then I would probably be thinking that I'm great and I'm fine, but I think I'd be definitely a month behind even you know, where I'm at now with bikes set up with all of that stuff. Cause every week we're getting faster. We're going stiffer. We're going stiffer because we're going faster. And it's like, okay, we're, we're getting ready or closer to, to, to race time now. So it's, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Is your bike more super crossy now than it was last year? Like with your preference type stuff, like is your suspension stiffer now than it was at any point last year, just cause you've kind of gotten more used to the American way of doing things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, the the first day that I went out on the Supercross suspension, the the AEO guy, um, Marky and and literally Mark, Marky and Mike, um, they're our suspension guys. They sent us out with this suspension. I'm not joking. I've never ridden with something so stiff in my entire life. <laughs> like it, I uh, it it was insane. Like you could jump stuff case something or overjump something absolutely massive and be fine like I was in the air thinking oh shit this is gonna hurt and you literally land it's like oh it's fine <laughs> so yeah definitely um, a lot stiffer a few weird things that I picked up on like even bar position right so I was riding and and Jet I think I'm pretty sure it was Jet or even it was Jet and Hunter's dad or one of them who it might have even been Hunter or Jet. One of them, one of the launches, came over to me and goes, oh, your bars look like they're outdoor bars. And I went, what? What's outdoor bars? What's the difference? Yeah, and like, these are just my normal bars. I, I like, yeah. And, and they were like, no, they're rolled back. Um, for Supercross, you want to roll them up a little bit. We learned this when we first come over. You need to roll them up a little bit so you can push through the rhythm sections and use it to get yourself further forward in the turns because the suspension is so stiff, you, again, this is, a, this is a, a, a weird thing that I picked up on in the first few weeks. Like, I would look at the turn and think, geez, that rut looks lovely. Let me smash into that rut. And the bike just wouldn't do it. And I was like, how, what, like, it's, if this was an outdoor bike, I could go around there, bars would nearly be dragging. Like, what's going on? And they brought up a really interesting point. They said, well, you've got to remember the suspension is so stiff that it doesn't settle. It's not built for turns. So you have to be more dynamic with your movement, throw your weight a little further forward, actually sit further forward. And with that bar position, rolling them up a little bit more, one, that helps through the rhythm sections, but two, it pulls you forward into the turn. So I was like, geez, everything that I've learned my whole career about going around a corner in outdoors, it actually doesn't correlate to, to Supercross. You've actually got to, I've had to slightly change some of my techniques. Like I've really had to focus on being dynamic with my movements. So that means, you know, throwing the weight forward into the turn, 
and really trying to keep my head forward to make the bike settle and sit into the turn. Because, and, and it makes sense. Like I didn't even think about it that way. I just thought, oh, the, the bike setup's not right because literally I look at this rut and think I can go around there all day long. But then you've got to realize that you're not on an outdoor bike. So, so yeah, it's, it's just weird little bits and pieces like that that I've, that's been great to learn. Maybe that's just stepped on this question completely. But in the eight weeks you have been riding with Webb, the Lawrences and all of that sort of stuff, what's the biggest thing, the biggest progress that you've made? Like, uh, whether it's with bike or your technique or even just like a way to do the whoops, a way to do something. Like, is there something where you've kind of been, like, you've gotten way better in the whoops, you've gotten way better at executing big rhythms. Is there something that you feel like you've really improved at in that time? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, that technique that I just spoke about was was turns, which really has helped. That um, something that was that was interesting to me in the whoops was I would always actually. I mean, yeah, you were out of the track two days ago, and um, Sean um, Sean Ogden, the uh, the best video guy, was uh, <laughs> was was filming and. I went through the whoops and missed one, like fucking nearly, nearly absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I did, but I nearly went straight over the bars. Brandon, Brandon's first race dip. Yeah, I literally went through there. Both feet came off. I was, but I actually saved it really nice. But interestingly, even after that day, I went back and watched a load of videos, which was two days ago. So I'm, I'm learning every day. But um, I, I was always trying to like to wheelie onto the third whoop because that's what these Americans do and then going through the whoops. I didn't really think too much about it, but obviously like I just knew you had to be somewhat neutral and you know, pin it through the whoops. Um, and then Forrest actually came out to the track one of the days and he made a massive point of telling me that I need to keep my head forward in the whoops. And I'm like, well... Why the fuck do I need to do that? Surely I'll just fucking lean back and, and pin it. And then, but obviously it, it doesn't work like that. Um, so, you know, going back, watching videos, I've really been trying to work on that. And, and, then, and then, for instance, the other day when, when I wheelied into the whoops and then got myself in a bit of a state, um, I, I then watched videos of, of Cooper Webb going through them and he didn't do that same thing. He did a different thing, like where he actually tried to hit the front wheel on the second whoop, but because we were coming in with a lot of speed, because there was like a jump before the whoops, it's a, it a bit of a, a different section. I was just hitting every whoop section the same instead of realizing that there's different types of whoops, different whoops coming out of a turn and whoops when you're coming in at a lot of speed, you kind of have to treat them differently, which sounds simple, but, you know, whoops are still, you know, they're still hard. They're not easy. Um, so, so I guess the whoops, um, I guess the whoops on that part, I, I don't really know with, um, with a lot else. I, I've I guess, always been good at like big rhythms and stuff. Like, yeah, I feel back in the day, you'd do the triple on the 85. And, <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah, no, no, exactly. But I tell you what I maybe did learn recently was pr- probably three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, after I got like settled in, like probably two or three weeks in, and, and a few weeks ago, I was a few weeks into riding. I then start, obviously I was watching Webb and 
and seeing him do all these, bust out these big threes out of the turns and triples and quads and all this stuff. So my whole thing was I would focus only on doing the fucking big jumps. So I would like try to set up these big jumps, like go wide, like... In a way, I was actually wasting time in the turn, but just trying to do these big jumps, like almost wasting time in the jumps because I was going so bloody high and like they were, they were big old sections. And then oh, my teammate, Shane, would literally double everything at that point and go faster than what I was doing, trying to jump all these big jumps. And I was like, I was like mm, right, there's obviously got to be something to this. So then I switched my, my plan to... I want to do all the basic stuff and the turns really fast because majority of the time when you get to a main event, you're not doing any of the massive rhythms. So I then switched my plan to going, all right, I'm going to do all the basic stuff, all the doubles, and then all the, the like basic triples and all this stuff, whatever. And then when um, it becomes necessary to do a rhythm section, then I'll switch to it instead of wasting my energy and time trying to just, just do the big jumps. So I feel like for the last probably two, two and a half, three weeks, I've been focusing on that. And I really feel like I've, I've come a long way because I've started to like settle with the basic stuff. And then I'm going, oh, I feel pretty good. Let me throw in this triple. Oh, let me throw in, throw in that quad. Let me do this. Let me do that. And, and it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely been a process. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I guess, yeah, it's all the stuff you learn at riding Supercross. But I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely picking things up faster by being around, being around these guys. Do you feel like a bit more nervous in a way that, like, does this feel like your rookie season in 450 Supercross? Because obviously last year you missed a start, but also even when you came back, you were doing triple headers and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was very like, different, wasn't it? Yeah. This is proper Supercross. Like, you're going to Anaheim and you're going to go to Oakland. Like, you're going to do a proper, proper Supercross season. So does it still feel like this is new to you or do you feel like you're actually going into your second season of Supercross? I don't know. I, 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 I don't really know how I feel. Do you even realise it's Anaheim next week? No, not really. Like literally, I, I think the training, we've been pushing so hard with the training. Like, so I wear this a whoop on my, my arm and, and literally in outdoors... Um, my strain score was would be above 20, just about above 20. Like it only goes to 21. So I'd be around 20 on outdoors. And that was like hard, really hard motors. Well, I never would get up that high in training. But yet four days a week now, I'm 20 or above. So it's we've really been pushing the last few weeks. So I... I honestly just feel, and, and, and I also feel like being here in Florida is, is good for me because I'm away from all of the, the manicness of, of California, whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's just crazy over there. Like you go to the local tracks and everyone's chatting shit. Everyone's talking about fucking this or who's going fast or who's not, or who's this or who's that, or who's crashed or who's done this or whatever. Like all of that noise is a load of rubbish. It literally means, it means nothing. So here, it's been nice to just drive to the track, go to the gym, do my stuff, do my work, leave, be around good people. And we're all positive. We're all talking about the right things. So um, it, it definitely feels a bit weird because I'm, uh, 
I'm going to fly in and out of Florida, even for the West Coast rounds. I'm not even going to stay over there. But I think for me, that's the best thing to do because one, I can get back and, and just be in my own environment. I can have my own food. I can see my people. I've got good physios and massage guys and all that stuff here now. That's all been dialed in. And, and two, Millie's not going to be going to many races because we've got our, um, our little guy on the way. So it'll be nice to just come back and, and be at home and, and then just fly in and fly out for the races. So I, I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to Anaheim, but I, at the moment, we're 10 days out. I don't really feel nervous. I've got more important things to do. I've got a, a race prep day that we're doing tomorrow. We're doing a race simulation day on the race bikes with my teammates. Uh, you know, we've got to start together, motor together. It's, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, that feels like it's Anaheim to me. So I've got to, got to do that um, first. So yeah. Let's, let's play this game. So we're, we'll do another podcast in a month. So by then you would have done Anaheim, Oakland, San Diego, and Anaheim too. Say in a month's time, we're doing this podcast. Um, you've done four rounds. You've made every main, obviously. You've had the best, a best result through four rounds of ninth. You've had four top 15s. Would you be, if I, if I could offer, I'm offering you that on a plate right now, would you accept it or would you not accept my offer? Yeah. Like deal or no deal? Like that's a banker's offer. Deal. No, that's fine. That's good for me. At the end of the day, we'll Fun game. see where we sign. Of course, like, yeah, we, we, we all want to, we all want to be right up the sharp end, but I'm also not, not silly that, I mean, last year, Cooper Webb lapped me pretty much every race that I did. So. You didn't as... get lapped, did you? I don't think you were getting lapped last year. Yeah, he did. Like the last lap was really. Oh yeah, annoying. you were always like the I was very like last, the last one, guy because yeah. you've always just. I was either just there or just about. And oh, I mean, that being said, to people that it, that lapping someone on supercross track isn't actually that difficult because the track is so bloody short and um, it's very intense. But but yeah, yeah, I'm training to to perform. But if you said yeah, the first four rounds. At the end of the day, I want to build. I want to grow. I want to get better and better and better. And I want to be there for the 17 rounds. Of course, everyone does. But yeah, give, give, me, give me whatever it is. Everyone's healthy at the minute. You know, touch wood pretty much. I'm going to go racing. I'm going to do my best. I don't, not that I don't care whether I finished 15th or 9th or 5th or whatever. It's not that I don't care because I'm not careless. I, I just know that I have to, what I care about is my performance. It's not necessarily about the end result. I, I just care about executing my plan, doing my stuff, doing my work, you know, doing my best start, working the rhythms as, as hard as I can, and racing. I want to come off the track after the first four rounds and go, bloody hell, that was a nice race. That was fun. Like, I just want to be in a battle with someone, pushing right to the end. Yeah. Going through the whoops fast, like battling with guys properly through the whoops, you know, getting, you know, doing whatever we've got to do. Like, I just want to be in a race. I just want to race and I want to go, I want to race hard. And that's, that's my goal. Yeah, that's the important thing in it. Like, you've got to play the long game because, well, look at last year. Like, Webb was ninth, I think, at the first round and 12th at the second round or something stupid. Like, the field's deep. The first rounds really mean nothing. Like, if you can use the first four rounds to get in, the swing of things, get your race rust off you a little bit, 
and then go into Glendale, Anaheim, free, and that's all. And then East Coast, which is obviously going to be easier with yeah. you going back and forth to Florida. Yeah, exactly. And then you can get started as that's your round one, then that's a good place to be. There's no point putting a million percent focus on Anaheim one because all I've got to do well there. Like you just, it's, it's I, all I a process. To, yeah, I need, I need to kind of look at Anaheim one in a weird way, but I need to look at that as my Hawkstone. Like my, my Hawkstone International, right, go and, go and just do what you can, but then take it as a warm-up race. I need to almost use the first three because... There's always so much stuff to learn and figure out. And it is a new bike, a new team. Like, of course, you want to go and do well for your team. I want to go and perform for my team and the new people. Everyone's new. Like, I'm going to the race and every single person around me is going to be new. And that is a weird thing because, you know, you, you build confidence from having the same stuff around you. But I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of English people. I know, I know a lot of fans and people have been messaging me and friends are even coming over it's just nice that it's going to be somewhat normal and there are, there's going to be full house of fans and a fair amount of English people coming over. So I think, um, I, I think it would be really nice to, to be at a race where it's normal and, and people can see me go and race Supercross. Is there anything that you feel like you still need to improve on? Like, is there one thing that's on your mind where you're like, okay, I definitely want to get better at that quite soon? Yeah, this little... Um, hop skippity thing that Webb does over this little jump and I can't really explain it but I really want to do Wait, that what sort of jump I really want to do it tomorrow like a dragon's back or <laughs> no it, he um there's on the bottom track it's only from the last few days I've been thinking about it but no he like double tyre taps with these. he like skims this 353 thing so for those of you that don't know what 353 is that's a small jump big jump small jump it's a triple but like one of those small big smalls I was at the track. I, don't, I literally have no idea what section you're talking about. You know that little, you know before the triple quad, before the finish yeah. line, that one jump before it. You know that, that weird little thing that you kind of like. Yeah, the dragon's back, little dragon's back thing. It's not, it's, yeah, it's not really, it's like a weird little bump, bump. Okay. Bump, bump. You kind of go like, yeah. bump, bump. Well, he, he was, just goes through it. He was doing that nice the other day. But um, that's the only place really where he was making up a lot of time. But it's a lot, one, it's a lot of energy and two, it's really hard to get, then get the triple quad out of the next turn. So I was having to go a little steadier over that to actually turn to make sure I got the triple quad because if you didn't get the triple quad, you lost a lot of time. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's the only thing that's on my mind. Um, but, but no, it, it's all part of the process. I'm trusting the process with it. You know, you know trust the process. What, whatever... Um, whatever gets thrown at me, you know, I'm sure it's going to be, um, it's going to be fine. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll learn, take it all on the chin and, and, and do the best job that I can. I, I feel like I'm pretty solid at the moment. I'm learning a lot. I, there's going to be things to learn, of course, but I'm a fast learner. So better watch out. Any, um, any little things that we've missed from the off season, any little stories or any little, has anything gone wrong? At all. Like, has anything, since you got started riding November 2nd, has anything gone sideways? You've not, like, cartwheeled at all, done anything stupid, or... No. Nothing that, there's no, no big touch, secret. Touch wood. Um, yeah, touch wood. Yeah. Touch wood. No, I mean, everything's gone well so far. We, we had to do the Anaheim media days, and that all went pretty smoothly. Bit of a mission with pushing really hard. I've had some, I've had some bad days of training, like, like where literally I am. I keep swearing on this, but um, I think I've heard you swear once. Right, well, I'm going to swear right now. <laughs> Where I've literally finished 
the day and I'm absolutely fucked. And then the next day I'm like, I literally, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm going to have to cut the program down because I'm like, I'm dying. But, but yeah, no, everything's, oh, I did smack my knee. Oh, I, oh, I had a supercross crash. I had one supercross crash. Um, oh yeah, you're quite proud of this. <laughs> so, so, um, so the other day, probably, no, it's actually, it's exactly a week ago. About a week ago. Exactly a week ago. Um, I uh, was riding on the top track and there's this triple and then like a 90 degree turn into this little double thing. And I was landing going to the inside. Well, it, uh, most of you guys that have watched Supercross will know that majority of the guys that have, I call them Supercross crashes in the turns, is they land and then the front starts washing out and then it grabs like it hooks up and then it high sides you the other side. Well, that's exactly what happened. I've never had that happen before, so I was quite proud of myself. Even though, um, you know, we don't want to be proud of hitting the floor. I, uh, I definitely learned my lesson. And I also think that it shows that the bike's sort of in the right spot because that means the bike's pretty stiff. So got to respect those areas. But yeah, I landed off this triple, um, went to go to the inside, washed the front a little bit, the front grabbed, and then smacked my knee on the underbar. And then I just high side and went the other arse over tip going the, the other side of the bike. But, but no, I was fine. I had two days off and was all right. I even kept riding that same day. So no, you know, Seth, I've got to give it to him. He's got me pretty solid at the moment with the body. So um, I've been, yeah, definitely been hitting it hard in the gym. We've done all our VO2 max tests. I've done a blood test this morning. We're, we're definitely on top, of, on top of all that stuff. So it's, um, yeah, it's all, it's all going in the right direction. We're definitely, um, definitely on track so far. How much, obviously this time last year, you were all set for round one as well. How much better do you think you are now compared oh, to this million, same time last year? Not even the same person. Like put a percentage on it. Like obviously 100% better would be completely double, I guess. I don't know. Put some sort of... 100%. Oh. I'm, I'm not even... Maybe you were an imbecile this time last year then. Yeah, no. It, it's not even funny. Like it, it, I... Yeah. I was... You're happy, aren't you? Yeah, well, very I'm... Very chipper busy. on this little... Very <laughs> chipper. Is that sarcasm? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm well, I'm well happy. And, and honestly... Uh, We're not so happy that you've got number 34 again. because Oh, yeah, that's annoying. Oh, Osborne asked me about that the other day. Literally, I was in the gym yesterday, in the gym yesterday doing, um, doing this core circuit we had to do. And I was in the middle of doing these funny sit-up things and my abs were killing me. And um, Zach said to me, he goes, oh, so is 34 your career number? And I went... Fuck me, no. <laughs> I, said, I said, I did not choose 34. Yeah, let's clear that up. In America, for the European people that are watching, I do not choose my number. I somehow got given number 34 uh, again. It basically works out with however many points you get. So I got 34 last year and I ended up with 34 again this year. Yeah, like it is completely the rarest thing ever for someone I to get. I think I was like the only, one of the only people. Yeah, it really, really happens. Like the chances of you getting 34 again were one in 100, I literally. full on asked me, he said he thought that was my career number and I said, no, I didn't choose that. So, it looks goony. To get a career number, okay, so to get a career number, you have to be top 10, Supercross, Motocross, 250 and 450 combined, if that makes sense, in points. So it's quite hard to do it's bloody hard to do that's why there's not that many people with their own like numbers that stay with their own numbers or you've got to win a championship so yeah I hope that clears that up I did not choose 34 I will be number 99 again um, this time next year 
Any final thoughts? Anything you want to say? Anything you missed? Anything you want to <sighs> preach? I don't think so. Um, no, I, I... I mean, it's hard. Like we said, we talk quite a lot, so it feels like we haven't missed anything. But um, but no, for the next one, get, people can ask some questions. Obviously, yeah, I meant to do that today, but I forgot. <laughs> but, and so, also, I knew that we had four months to catch up on, so I was like, everyone's questions are just going to be like standard stuff because you're not very good at keeping yourself in the limelight so you've basically been undercover for well yeah I, even my mum asked me this the other day she goes oh can your mechanic not take pictures I'm like no he's, he's on the pit board he's doing the lap times he's, like I said there's no one because I don't go to the local practice track there's not just random photographers there sending me pictures and your going, vlogs oh. are dead now well oh yeah that's, that's Millie's fault um, well Millie's got um, Moo and Mimi to look after and little Finn inside her belly so I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, yeah, the, the vlogs are not coming back anytime soon unless, uh, yeah, no, they're not. I, I can't really hold the camera myself. Um, I could be like the train guy. I could have the little thing on my head and <laughs> point it myself. <laughs> I, um, that would be funny for like 10 seconds and then everyone would think you're just an absolute nutter. Uh, yeah. So, um, no, I, obviously, um, super pumped that, um, that my boys are back, that you're back in town, that, that Sean's yeah, back in town. But you can't rely on that because we're literally here for a week. Sean, yeah, I know you leave tomorrow. What are you going to do? Post on Instagram for one week out of every year? Well, Sean, Sean's got me a, a, a sick banger uh, Instagram video we, we put up today. So that was... And I've got you a podcast. Yeah, we've got a podcast <laughs> so we get some content. No, I, I generally don't have any pictures. It, it's one of those where pictures are sort of the last thing on... on um, on my mind and it's not even that. It's just there isn't anyone. And to be honest, no... I'll, I'll blame it on someone else. To be honest, up until literally last week, we weren't even allowed to take pictures when Webb was riding because of that new bike. Yeah, you do realise Webb doesn't have to be in every photo of you. Yeah. But you realise it is possible for you to take track. a photo without Webb. Yeah, okay. But you could have got a photo of you sat in the garage without Webb there. I got you one picture of me. It merely came to the track to get one picture of me sat on the bike and then it... Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. That was possible without Webb in it. Like, Jesus... Yeah, no, I know. I, I should do some more, but... Um, you don't have to have Cooper in every Instagram post. What do you want me to do? Just, I can't get the Boy, team... Mate. What am I going to do? Boy, tell mate, my, my phone. Take I'm tell my team, all right, can you take a picture of me whilst I'm sat in my chair? Can you take a picture of me while... It's fine, you're going racing now, so there'll be photographers who take photos of Yeah, just just trust me, the place is, is really sick and my whole setup's like mega. So just oh, imagine like the best sort of thing Before you can, we go, tell me it. what you think of the Fly Formula helmet. Very good, isn't it? But the fly helmet's been really good. The gear's, the gear's solid. Um, it's all going really well. I'm, I'm pleased with all of it. We're definitely, um, definitely a good spot. Right, we're done. Do you want to say goodbye or something? Say it like anything. 10 days out, 21. Cheer me on. Woo! Okay, great. <laughs> great ending. Um, we are going to do a podcast in a month's time. I swear on my life. I think. All right, let's go to dinner. We are going to do that in a month's time. Thank you for returning to listening to the Anstey in America podcast. Hopefully this has been okay. Obviously, we had like four months to catch up on, so quite a lot to cram in. But now that we're back to doing a monthly, we'll be able to get a bit more loose and um, we'll get fan questions in as well. So subscribe to the MX Vice Podcast Network for more Anstey in America podcasts, other podcasts while I'm sat here in America. And as far as the Anstey in America podcast goes, we will see you in one month. See ya.